the ecosystem. It's what makes Apple products so damn sticky, competitors so hella jelly, regulators so silly salty, and customers just so happy if sometimes kind of straitjacket itchy. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. You get your first Apple device, you create an Apple ID, it works fine. You get another, log in, Bluetooth creates a secure pairing, direct Wi-Fi creates a fast connection, and then they're working together. You add another, maybe another, and then you're off. You're ecosysteming, child. And the more you add, the more you're locked in but the more you unlock as well. Your AirPods switch between all your other Apple devices. Your Apple Watch unlocks your iPhone when you're wearing a mask or your Mac anytime, syncs your rings to Fitness Plus on the Apple TV at workout time, copies your Apple Pay off your iPhone so you can oh so easily tap to pay. Your iPhone unlocks your Apple Watch, hands off a message to your iPad, a song to your HomePod mini, scans a document into your Mac, and soon we'll be pushing a FaceTime movie over SharePlay to your Apple TV. Your iPad copies and pastes a photo to your iPhone or works as a sidecar display for your Mac, projects a 3D spatial audio with dynamic head tracking experience to your AirPods. Your Mac does all the big editing and batch jobs from photos to music to contacts to soon shortcuts that all get synced back to your other devices all the time and soon will act as an AirPlay target for your iPhone or iPad or other Mac, or will take control of your iPad or other Mac for a fully universal experience. But at what cost? What's the buy-in? Well, I got you. Apple typically just doesn't make cheaper versions of their products the way other companies do. They don't let you choose lower quality casing materials or less performance storage or lower bin chipsets or adware subsidized experiences to just lower the cost of entry. Love that or hate that. Hate that you love that or just love that you keep hating on that. It's what it is. Kinda, because Apple does price drop, sometimes even repackage previous versions of their products, sometimes for substantially lower premiums. That's the case with the new Beat Studio Buds, really good active noise cancellation and transparency mode, all for $150. And if you want actual AirPods, you can lose the ANC and interchangeable tips, pay a little more or a little more more for inductive charging, but Beats right now, are the ones to beat. You can get an Apple Watch Series 3 with all the basic fitness and notification features for $200. It's getting a little long in the Bluetooth, whole silicon stack actually, which means it won't be getting software updates for very much longer. But if you don't wanna step up to the much more modern and capable Apple Watch SE, which starts at 280, the Series 3 is the cheapest way to at least step in. The second generation iPhone SE gives all the power of the iPhone 11 in the body of an iPhone 8, starting at $400. That still makes it one of the most capable phones on the market, even if it only has a single camera and a battery that you more often than not might have to top up before the end of the day. Year after year, the non-Air, non-Pro iPad just iPad remains one of the best deals in tech. Starting at $330, you don't get the newer, fuller screen design or anything more than a pedestrian camera system, but you do get one of the best tablets on the market with access to all the iPad apps. It's a lot of tablet for not a lot of price. The MacBook Air was once the best mainstream laptop in the industry. And now with an Apple Silicon M1 chipset in it, it's arguably one of the best again. Starting at $1,000, it's just ultra portable, ultra silent, 
and now Intel smoking fast. Apple mostly uses higher end products to introduce and pay down new technologies and then pushes those technologies down to the more popular mainstream product lines, mostly. The trick is figuring out when good enough is good enough and you're saving some cash and when just a bit more, a little bit more money will actually get you much more value, especially over the lifetime of the product. AirPods Pro will give you the active noise cancellation and silicon tips of the Beats, the sensors and inductive charging of the AirPods 2 and dynamic head tracking spatial audio all for $250. The Apple Watch SE will get you a modern wrist computer starting at $280, more for a bigger case and or LTE. If you want all the features though, including an always on display, blood oxygen and an ECG, you'll need to step up to the aluminum Apple Watch Series 6, starting at $400, which yeah, is a bit of a step. But that always on display makes the Apple Watch completely functional as a watch. The iPhone 11 is last year's model, but starting at $500, it still packs a ton of performance and value. If you want the very latest, greatest chipset in the business though, an OLED display, 5G, HDR, and MagSafe instead of regular old inductive charging, then there's this year's model for that, the iPhone 12, starting at $830. And depending on how you look at it, that's either an iPhone for more or an iPhone Pro for less. The new iPad Air has many of the features of the current iPad Pro, but starting at $600. The bezels are a little thicker, meaning the display is a little smaller. It's got LTE instead of 5G, and it doesn't have as many cores, but each of those cores, the ones it does have, are every bit as efficient and performant. And if you want 5G and prefer Face ID to Touch ID, you can check out the 11-inch iPad Pro with the M1 chipset starting at $800. For the Mac, you have the new M1 MacBook Pro, which is the entry-level MacBook Pro with only two ports, but with even better battery life than the M1 MacBook Air starting at $1,300. If you're less of a laptop and more of a desktop, there's the new 24-inch M1 iMac, also starting at $1,300, also for two ports and more for more. If money is no object, if you have cash to spare, if whatever you buy is paid off by clients or studios, or if the time bigger and faster saves you is worth more than its weight in gold, you know, ancient Bitcoin, then the highest end Apple products typically have the latest, greatest technology, sometimes for Apple, sometimes for the entire industry. The AirPods Max will give you full over-the-ear immersion with all the computational bells and whistles, and uncharacteristically for high-end Apple, a rainbow of colors for $550. You can go with the aluminum Apple Watch Series 6 starting at $400, but if you want to be, if you need to be extra, you can go up to the stainless steel or titanium Apple Watch Series 6 starting at $700, or just flex all the way up to Hermes leather, starting at $1,230. You can level up your iPhone 12 into an iPhone 12 Pro, which gives you a telephoto camera, LiDAR scanner, and more memory and storage, starting at $1,000, or take it all the way to max with a slightly better camera system, bigger OLED display, and longer battery life, starting at $1,100. If portability is the most important thing for you in an M1 iPad Pro, you can get the 11-inch model starting at $800, or a chunk more for 5G. If size matters, though, you can jump up to the 12.9-inch model with an HDR-capable mini-LED display starting at $1,100, or more much more for additional storage and for the first time, additional RAM, because that's a thing now on the iPad Pro. For the Mac, it gets complicated. There just aren't any high-end, high-performance Apple Silicon Macs yet. The entire first year of the two-year transition has been spent on ultra-low-power Macs, which leaves us with 
Intel, at least for now. The 16-inch MacBook Pro starting at 2400 or the full-on Mac Pro starting at 6000 and going up and up and up. If, super big giant if, you just can't wait on Apple Silicon. Now, even if you really do want to complete your Apple ecosystem Pokedex, you certainly don't have to stick to all the products in one tier. You can mix and match to your hearts, wallets, and needs content. That's kind of what I've done with my own personal setup. But long video already long, I'll save that rundown for the Nebula Cut, where I don't have to worry about YouTube view durations or retention or views per viewer or any of that algorithm stuff. It's where I post all of my videos ad-free, sponsor-free, and many of them with extended bonus content, like event reactions, interviews, explainers, and more. And you can get a Nebula subscription bundled in for free when you sign up to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie, or just click the link in the description. And right now, because you're watching this channel, you can get that bundle for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy dessert in New York City for a whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Nigel Latta's Look at Lightning, where he tests electricity in ways that you definitely, definitely should not be doing at home or maybe at all, anywhere, ever. As well as all the ad-free and often extended videos on Nebula from MKBHD, TechAlter, Jordan Harrod, Ali Abdal, Real Science, Epos Vox, and so many more. For over 26% off, less than $15 a year, just click the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Renee Ritchie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for full reviews of almost every Apple product mentioned in this video or this video from the YouTube algorithm, which they think you'll like even more. It's human versus machine. So let me know which one you picked and I'll see you in that video.